Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello? Oh, I can actually hear you through my earbuds. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you. Were you talking at all? Uh, yes, but I don't know that the, it had started yet. Oh, okay. It frozen and then it unfroze. Woo! I realized when I sent you a link to the call that I never sent you my notes. So I like literally just emailed that to you. Okay. I emailed it to you after I emailed your link to the car call. All right. All right. Hold on. Yeah. I transferred my notes and they only, <laughs> only went up to chapter like 27 or, and then it stopped. Hmm. Okay. I don't know why okay. it does that sometimes. Uh, I think that one time I found out it said something about you can only do a certain percentage of highlights. And because I highlight the shit out of oh. everything. <laughs> okay. I think that's why. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So I guess we're good. Okay, nice. It actually worked. The Yay. first try. <laughs> See what happens when we're like, you know what? We're not just going to go into this blindly. We're going to do a test. I know. I was like, let's do a sound test today because I don't know how else to check the connection unless we just do a sound test and then we have some sort of formal start to the podcast. Hardy har har. <laughs> <laughs> formal schmormal i know i was all prepared to be like okay don't forget to say like we're starting the episode now <laughs> after the sound check but then look we didn't even need to do a sound check Ta-da! <laughs> so funny <laughs> because this thing will never give us a break just when we think we've got it outsmarted mm -hmm. yeah so funny that's fine yeah for you I'm great. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, me too. I pried myself away from my current read and I'm at like 75% of this current read and it's really good. Oh, but is it the book that you've been waiting for? Yes. So mm -hmm. this morning I was like, okay, you haven't done any notes for part two of the podcast. You need to put <laughs> the book away. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, on the Kindle, it will tell you a reading estimate. Uh-huh. Like time left in the book, reading time. And I'm like, okay, I'm at 75%, but it still says, it's a long book. So it says a little over two hour time estimate. I'm like, you don't have two hours. You have to be good. You have to do the notes. You have to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You've got many other things on your plate. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying this book. The book is called House of Beating Wings by okay. Olivia Wildenstein. And now that I've said the book title, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. So give me a second. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, House of Beating Wings. I said it correctly. Okay. Um, and this, this is the second book in the series? No, it's the first book in a new series by her. Oh, okay. 
And I think the book's on KU, but I pre-ordered it. I think it was like 99 cents or like a couple bucks to pre-order. So I pre-ordered it. This is the author that did another book series. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. It was a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't realize and the book made me cry. <laughs> oh, well, that is a great story. Yeah. So God bless Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you know he actually invented a lot of words that we still use today? I love Shakespeare. I used to read Shakespeare all the time in high school. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. Like just to think what an impact he had on society still all these years later. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're still redoing his, his stories. It's insane. Yeah. And I also realized recently, maybe I realized this at the time that it came out, but the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet, the one that came out like 25 years ago with Claire Danes and Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Yes. Mm -hmm. He didn't change anything of the script from the original works. Everything they say in the movie is actually what's said mm -hmm. in the play, but mm -hmm. he gives it such a modern twist that you don't realize that you're, you know, basically listening to old English. I still like the original version the mm -hmm. best. I still remember seeing it in the theater when it came out. Yeah, that I think I saw that in high school, like in the classroom. Yeah. They obviously couldn't play the La Baz Luhrmann version. That was a little much in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't want to give you teenagers any ideas that you didn't already have. That's what I've been up to. I've just been reading all morning, but I'm here now and I'm ready to do this. Part yeah. two. I've been watching Yellowstone and, you know, I can't get away from that. Anybody that is not watching Yellowstone is out of their freaking mind. <laughs> oh my God, that show, I'm telling you, it's so over the top. And then I thought, you know what, get off your ass and go for a walk and don't bring the dogs because I need to start building up stamina for when we go to Scotland. <laughs> We're not saying what the stamina is going to be used for, but we need to start building yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Those of us that know me know what the stamina is, but it's <laughs> basically my last tango in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. And so I started walking today and I was like, oh my God, I'm like, so out of shape. My lower back hurts. How am I going to do this? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hills to walk up and castles to see and drinking to be had. And I can't wait. So I need to start getting in shape. You just have to walk a little bit every day. And you have those wireless headphones now. You can start listening to your audiobooks while you walk. Oh, I, I did that today, but I was listening to music. Oh, okay. Except, you know what, when, I'm, when I do that, when it's music... I want to freaking dance down the street. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I, I, I probably will at some point because I just don't give a flying fuck about what other people think. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think they can have me committed for street dancing. No, just say that you were waiting for the rest of your flash mob to arrive, but they all <laughs> bailed at the last moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great excuse. And I never said it would be good dancing. It's just dancing. Mm -hmm. It's the freeing of my spirit from the bonds of life. I like it. All right, then. As long <laughs> as you're not, you're not worried about the phone call you'll get from the police. No, it's fine. Oh, okay, good. 
You're like, who? I don't know her. You and I have the same retirement plan of three hots in a cot. So it's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I gave that to you. Like, sir, can you extend her stay, please? <laughs> <laughs> but like you said before, I think we need to wait till we're in Scotland because then it's the Scottish jailers that will have me. This is true. Yes. <laughs> You'll be much more compliant when they're, you know, commanding you with their accents. Will I be? <laughs> Maybe All right not. then. Maybe not. <laughs> Dear God. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that when we de depart the plane and we enter the airport, that there are many, many Scottish men holding signs. <laughs> Welcome to Scotland. Welcome to Scotland. We've been waiting. <laughs> we need to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah, exactly. All right. Dream come true. Yeah. So uh, you ready to start this part two? Yes, I am. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So part two of Craving Kaiva by Zoe Draven. So part one, we did chapters one through 17. So now we're just starting right at chapter 18. So make sure you listen to part one before you listen to part two. Otherwise, this will make absolutely no sense. Which is fine, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just keep listening, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever makes you happy because, you know, it is what it is. Where did we leave off? We left off. She had finally had sex with Kaiva at the finally. Then Okay. She, well, remember she visited him the first time and didn't have sex with him? Oh, yeah, I remember. She, how could I forget that? She had massive self-control, unlike how I would be in that situation. <laughs> Any <laughs> normal person would be. So she went back the second time, had sex with him, went home from that, and then her BFF, B standing for bitch in this case, Jenny, yeah. mm -hmm. was waiting for her and totally did a buzzkill, you know, situation. So at this point now, it's been three weeks and she hasn't been back to see him again. Yeah, because her friend or fake friend put all these doubts in her mind that he really cares about her and that he's just doing it for the money. Exactly. So chapter 18 is in Kaiva's perspective. He's preparing for another night of work. And so he asks Valerie, the uh, receptionist at the brothel, who his client's going to be. She doesn't really tell him who it's going to be, but she does warn him to be careful. Mm -hmm. And then she like very mysteriously just leaves the room. Of course, his client is Evelyn, which he's very excited about. Yes. And he like pounces on her immediately. She does admit that she isn't there for the sex, but she is there because she wanted to see if she imagined their connection the last two times that she saw him. So they do a lot of like cuddling, a lot of talking. They talk about her family. He doesn't really talk to her about his family. Like we said in the last episode, he's been looking for his sister and his brother. But I don't think at this point she knows yet, even though she's trying to get to know him better. Mm -hmm. He does tell her about something called the Navuru Drava. And that mm. is um, what he refers to as like a linking that yeah. can happen between people. He says there's not like a great translation between his language and hers, but it means something like linking and like the bonding that's happening between them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's sweet. It's very sweet. So she does feel better after she hears that he is starting to feel that for her. He says, don't you feel it? I felt it. I'm bonded all over this man. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he is on paper. 
I know. He's a good book boyfriend. Yeah, he is. Good God. Mm -hmm. So they end up spending the entire night talking. The next morning, she, of course, eats because, like we've said before, the food at this brothel is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, she questions why he doesn't eat with her when she gets food. And he explains that their physiology, they don't really need to eat every day. But when they do eat, they eat a lot at one time. Probably because he's expending all of these calories, having sex with all these women. <laughs> of course he is. Oh, and it was, it's his mother and brother that are still alive. His sister and father died. Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. I said that wrong earlier. That's all right. Um, he does tell her a little bit about his family that he's been paying into this thing to kind of search for them. She tries to find out what happened to his planet when it was destroyed, but he gets really upset and he says he basically, I can't talk about that day. Right. So they just spend more time talking. She mentions her work work at the bookstore he admits to her towards the end of their morning together uh or she questions him i think about him calling her lildra mm -hmm. and about how you know oh you know you call that everybody that name or whatever and he says that there's no translation for it but it is a soft name and she goes a soft name he says for female lovers or mates. Aww. Yeah, as he's purring in her ear. And he does yeah. ask her, will we never mate again? It might be my undoing. Mm. Yeah, and he says, I don't call anybody else Leeldra. I've never called a female Leeldra in my life. Not mm -hmm. even on my home planet, though I had taken lovers there. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, this is what makes him a good book boyfriend. He says, so you understand that even on our first meeting, I recognized something in you that I had never recognized before. Aww, Aww, so I know. sweet. He's very sweet. I, you know, I, am I the only one that doesn't have any self-control? I don't understand this woman. Oh, because she didn't immediately jump his bones? Yeah. Or bone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. All right. Um, is this I supposed guess... to be a slow burn? Is this what a slow burn is? I don't know. I've never had a slow burn. <laughs> everything's like <laughs> an immediate, you know, everything's a blaze. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand and I don't get it in books. Is this a slow burn? I think it kind of works in this situation because her thinking is that she wants to have a real relationship with him and she doesn't want to pay him every time they're together. I mean, even though she is paying him to spend time with him. Yeah. But at this point, she doesn't feel like it's a dirty interaction, quote unquote, dirty or what have you, because she's not sleeping with him. They're just spending time together. Yeah. And he knows on some level that they're never going to have sex in that room again. Mm-hmm. Because it had been six weeks since he had sex with her. Six weeks since he mated her. I know, he says mated her. I like that. Yeah. And he needed to mate her. And that feeling would only grow and his rut was fast approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six weeks. Yeah, I, I would be so frustrated and out of my mind, but that's me. At this point, this is her fifth visit with him, and it's her third since she returned a few weeks ago. So she's had three visits with him of no sex. I'm like, how much could you have to talk about at this point? Yeah, but, come on. Yeah. Let's talk about having sex. <laughs> <laughs> what do we talk about different positions? Oh, yeah. There you go. And, and pleasuring each other and what we're going to do to each other. Yeah. I, I don't want to know that you're restoring old books. Okay, that's nice. 
let's move forward. So oh, they also talk at this point about uh, him getting paid, what he gets paid. Oh my God, it's horrible. Uh, it is absolutely horrible because she was told, and it states in the contract, that these the men receive 50%, half of the payment, of the credit. So he should be getting 450 credits. And he looks at her surprisingly and says, you believe she's paying us half? And she's like, well, that's what the Earth Council and the United World's Law says. And she's supposed to abide by that. And then she realizes and she's like, oh, my God, how much? How much is she actually paying you? And he tells her one. Yeah. And she goes, one what? One hundred? Yeah. One credit after every client. Oh my God, I almost died when I read that. Me too. All of this came up because he was talking about how he pays into that database thing to try to find his missing family members. And she's like, well, is it a lot of money? Because you're making it sound like it's a lot of money. And he's like, well, to some people, it's not a lot of money. But to me, it's like almost an entire year's worth of profits. But Mm -hmm. then he tells her it's 300 credits. Mm -hmm. She's like, 300 credits is less than one night's work because I'm giving you 450 credits every time I come to visit you and you have somebody every single night. Like you should be fucking loaded at this point. Right. So that's how this whole situation comes about. It's unbelievable. What an evil, what if you thought this madam was evil before you will hate her. And he knew that if, if it comes out, if this information comes out, he's going to be whipped so bad. He's, not going to have any skin left on his back. Well, but then he tries to justify the fact that it's okay because they have shelter and they have food and they have all these things. And there's other people who don't have these things. Mm -hmm. And she gets so upset. She actually throws up, which I wanted to throw up at this point. It's fucking horrible. It is horrible. And he's so worried that she's going to think less of him. Yeah. And he's just like, biologically, we're ideal for sexual pleasure. We have always lived with the knowledge of our species history. It's like, okay, well, just because you're good for this doesn't mean this should be your only purpose and that she should treat you like this. Yeah, exactly. She says, I thought that amount of credits meant you stayed because you wanted to, not because you had no other choice. So she feels absolutely horrible at this point. Yeah, she feels worse than she already felt about having to, you know, pay for sex or whatever. It's like, this isn't even going to them. Yeah, so she leaves and she's like, I have a lot to think about. I don't know if or when I'll be back. Yeah, how sad is that? (laughs) I know. He, He says, do not diminish what we feel. Evelyn, oh, do not allow her that. Bring, what did he say? Do not allow her that. Do not taint what we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Is, yeah, he's like, I don't resent the manner in which I found you because it was a gift. Oh, 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 oh. oh Kaiba. I know. <laughs> <laughs> At this point now, Uh, Eve is out doing her own thing. She actually goes to dinner with Jenny. Eve is questioning her friendship with Jenny through the dinner. And she does finally like really confront her and like break off her friendship pretty much with Jenny. Yeah, she's like, why are we friends? Yeah, she literally asks her, why are you friends with me? Yeah, and Jenny freaks out, goes, it's because of him. And she said, no, actually, it's not. Yeah, she's like, I I just don't understand. Like, I don't think you like me. Like, we used to like each other, but we don't anymore. Why are we still friends? Why are we still doing this when there's nothing really here for us? 
Right. So she's having this horrible dinner with Jenny, but at the same time, Kaiva is having his own form of horrible evening because he's getting punished by Madame Allegria because she finds out that Eve keeps visiting, but that they're not having sex. Okay, this was kind of gross because she finds out that they're not having sex because the, is it robots or something is going the in cleaners, there and cleaning the rooms? The people that clean the room says there's no evidence of sex in your assigned room and none of the neutralized have been used. Well, yeah, I don't so understand. Why did, yeah, why does she even care? They're still getting paid. Why does she care? But okay, she's a bitch. Yeah, she's just evil. And I guess she's so worried about their reputation. And maybe she doesn't want him to have a relationship that's a real relationship. She only wants him to have the sexual relationships. So she punishes him by whipping him very badly. Apparently mm -hmm. this is her form of punishment. She does all the time to them. Yeah, she chains him up and hurts him. It's horrible. I had I could barely read this. Mm -hmm. So once that's done, Kaiva decides that he wants to see Eve again. So he asks Valerie to help set up a meeting with Eve at something called the Lake District at night. Mm -hmm. So Valerie agrees. She goes to Eve's house. Um, she tells her, you know, he wants to see you, meet her here. Now, this is the first that Eve is finding out that he can actually leave the brothel. Right. And Valerie says, basically, yeah, he can leave, but not very often. And really only when the madam is otherwise occupied and not home. Yeah. And Eve kind of lays into Valerie saying, you know, I don't understand. If you know what's going on, why aren't you reporting her to the Earth Council? Valerie tells her, I did report her once but you don't understand how powerful these people are and that Valerie herself got in big trouble and she tells her that the madam is her mother's sister but they're nothing alike well also Valerie reported the madam to somebody on the council but then that guy on the council recognized his wife's name on the list of clients it backfired on her mm -hmm. so then that guy told the madam and then the madam punished Valerie and she still has the scars to prove it. And it's just terrible. Yeah, she's horrible. Eve and Kaiva do meet up at the lake. They do talk for a while again. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of talking, but yeah. I think it's good because every time they have sex, it's very intense. And yeah. This is a good way for their relationship to build. He does explain to her that when they made mates, they made for life with just one person. I know. She's that person. She is that person. Okay, so because they're finally not in the whorehouse, they do have <laughs> sex again at the lake. Oh, do they? Oh my gosh. So this was like really good because he makes her keep his tella that's what they call like their cum. You will keep my tele inside you because you are not my client and I can like <laughs> basically do with you what I want this time. Oh, so hot. Oh my God. It was very hot. There's all these like descriptions of how he's like wraps his arms around her and he won't let her move and like all and this he's stuff. Growling. Yes. Very good. Mm -hmm. And he like bites her shoulder. He keeps nipping her shoulders and stuff. He's purring. Mm -hmm. All the things. But because they're not in the whorehouse, when he finally lets her, like, stop being punished, basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he has to manually clean her out. Yeah, oh. that was odd. Yeah. I was like, this is a little gross. But he basically fingers her to, like, get his Tella out to, like, mm -hmm. make it so that she can 
stop having these endless orgasms. <laughs> yeah. When they're done, it's like the middle of the night still. And she's like, you know, come back to my house. You have the night off. He took the night off to meet her at the Lake District. So she's like, if you have the night off, let's really spend all this time together. Come back to my house with me. Mm -hmm. We'll sneak you inside. And then we'll have like all this time together. So of course he says yes, because this means uninterrupted sexy times with her. Yes. And so they do basically have like eight hours of sex at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He kept her in a state of orgasm. Yes. Yeah. and And it says he orgasmed him six times that night. (laughs) but when they wake up in the morning she's ready to go again and he has to tell her give me an hour to recover (laughs) then i'll give you all you want he's created a monster yeah and he says you've drained me which is quite a feat Mm -hmm. at some point in that night she even gives him a bj so that the tella can stay inside of her the entire time i'm like no wonder she's a monster if she's like literally ingesting this stuff now yeah he tells her well because he didn't have the neutralizer too he tells her you're gonna be in a constant state of arousal you won't continue to have an ongoing orgasm but you're gonna be you're gonna be super horny and she was And she was, apparently, (laughs) very much so. So that was their whole night together. So the next morning, they wake up. He tells her a little bit about the rut that they go through. Oh, while they were having sex, he's making comments about how he wants to, like, fill her with children and have a family with her and their future and all these things. So the next morning, when she's a little more lucid, she starts questioning him about the stuff that he said. (sighs) This part was so sad. So she says, last night, when you said you wanted to have children with me, a family, what was that? You made me hope for these things, things that could be real if you only let me help you. Mm-hmm. And he says, you should not listen to males when they are on the verge of orgasm, Evelyn. And that so, is oh. the truth for every species of man. <laughs> don't be- don't listen to or believe a freaking word when they are out of their minds in the middle of having sex. So yeah, yeah, it was heartbreaking. It was because she keeps saying how she wants to help him and he keeps refru- refusing because he's got too much pride or something, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I'd be like, get me out of here. You're rich. <laughs> she basically wants to be the sugar mama for yeah. him. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? She doesn't think that he sees a future with her and he basically tells her like, I just figured I would enjoy this while it lasted and you would eventually get tired of me. Yeah. So she's like, this means nothing to you. Like, you're wasting my time, basically. Like, I have feelings for you and you feel nothing for me. It's really sad. Yeah, and she thinks to herself, I'm not going to cry in front of him. I'll cry in private. But she goes, you need to leave. Let me get you order a car for you. And he actually has the balls to say, will I see you on Thursday evening? She said, well, you may be chained to a bed by then. Yeah, because he said about his rut. And she's like, I don't know. I have a lot to think about. And he, mm-hmm. and then he says to her again, my feelings run deeply for you. So stop confusing her. The mind fucking, again, is doesn't matter what species it is. Mm-hmm. It's universal. Yeah, and she keeps asking him to like really confess or like say something, but he refuses to like really clarify what's happening. 
Yeah, she finally says, you know, mm -hmm. Kiva, please know that if you change your mind and you want my passage off the colony, even if it's not with me, without strings attached, please let me know. And she just oh. says goodbye. It's so sad because she, like, wants him to be happy and she wants him to have a good life. But at this point, she's like, even if that means he's not with me, yes, then that's fine. Like, oh, sad. Yeah, but, you know, she's got to save herself. So she does end up visiting him again. She gives him a card that has mm -hmm. credits, just like I posted on Instagram a couple days ago. <laughs> she yes. gives him 2,700 credits because she says that is what he's owed for all the times that they were together. Mm -hmm. And she admits that she's leaving Everton in four days. Yeah, this is terrible. Oh my mm -hmm. God, it broke my heart. Yeah, she's basically says like, there's nothing for me here. Yeah, I can't stay here when I know that this is what's happening to you. And my father had a contact on another planet and he can help me get a job and he can help me get resettled. And while I'm there, I'm going to try to contact somebody in the United Worlds to tell them about what the madam's doing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I want you to have a better life, even if it's not with me. Yeah. So sad. Yes. So Kaiva does end up starting his rut like he knew he was going to. But then the madam, just when you think she couldn't be any worse, she had found out that he had left that night, that he canceled the client and he had left to go to the Lake District. So she's super pissed off at him. So she whips him so bad. He like almost dies. Yeah. It's horrible. When everything's done, even Valerie is horrified by how bad he's his shape is. And he begs Valerie to take him to go see Eve because apparently at some point in the whipping, he realized he was being a dumbass. Yeah. He's being a coward for, and it was his pride that was standing in between them being together. I guess he was holding onto his pride so hard because that's all he had left. It's like, even though he's doing this like shameful job. Yeah. He's like, I have to keep my pride because that's literally the only thing I have left. But it's like, why? You could have so much more if you would just give that up and be with her. Right. Exactly. Happiness and love is worth far more than your pride, dude. He does end up going to see Eve again and he confesses to having feelings for her. Basically says like, my pride was getting in the way. I was being a fool. And he says, you know, please take me to the new plan is called Dumira. Please take me to Dumira with you. Of course she says yes. Of course. Why wouldn't she? Well, she can't believe how badly he's hurt. And Valerie is trying to clean him up and laser close his openings where he was whipped on his back. Eve is trying to help. And she's like, I don't... And Valerie tells her, I don't know that he's not going to have... If this is going to work because it's so bad. She knows it's really bad because his species can self-heal and because he's not healing. And there's like two chapters and like two days of her trying to heal him and change bandages and do all these things. Like it's very horrible. It's really graphic. And I, it made me, it was, I had to put the book down a lot. I couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it was a is, lot. I, I hate the feeling and I have the feeling a lot when I'm reading a good book that I'm there with these characters Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was, I could feel how painful this was for him, how horrible it was for Eve, you know, the terror that this madam's going to show up at her door. It's awful. Very descriptive, but good. Mm -hmm. Like I said, she does agree to take him 
with her to the new planet. But of course, before they leave, he wants to go back to the brothel because he wants to ask the brothers if they'll go with him off planet. Not yeah, his it, literal brothers, but his like yes. uh, blood brothers, whatever. Yeah, and at that point when I read that he wanted to go back to the brothel, I was like, I have to put this book down and never finish it. <laughs> because I couldn't handle one more thing happening to him. I was very glad when I saw that they went to the brothel and the madam was not there. Didn't mean she wasn't going to show up. Yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, okay, make this conversation very quick. Like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, or, yes. Can't you have the guys go to the window and yell up to them from the alley? I guess not. No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> he ends up giving the guys the credits that Eve had given him. And he was like, you know, if you're not going to come with me, at least keep this. It has 2,700 credits. Save it for emergency or whatever. At least this makes me feel better that I'm not leaving you with nothing. And, and Dravka's is the one that's in love with Valerie and says, I'm not, I can't leave without her. Mm -hmm. And Valerie's downstairs talking to Eve and Eve is telling her, you can come too. We'll take all of you. Valerie explains that it's going to raise us so much more suspicion if there's two human women leaving with all these crave guys. Yeah, because they're basically getting smuggled off the planet with mm -hmm. fake passports. So she's like, yeah. we can't chance it. At least you guys can go. Say, basically save yourselves. Right. And she tells them, she tells Valerie, if you change your mind, there's a way, this is how you can get a hold of me. We'll do whatever we can to help you, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. She says, this is the contact information or like phone number, basically, for the person I'm going to be with, or he'll know how to get a hold of me. Memorize his phone number. She also says, here's the keys to my townhouse. Yeah. I'm never coming back here. You can have it and everything inside. She's like, I don't care what you do with it. Use it for a safe haven for you and the guys. Mm -hmm. Sell the shit inside and use the money to help all of you. She's like, I'm not coming back here. I don't care what you do with it. Here's the keys. Yeah. Which I, I liked that part. Her relationship with Valerie is way better than her relationship with Jenny was. Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that she would do this for her is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they run, they leave. They leave the brothel never to look back. They leave the brothel, but they go to the townhouse because they still have like a day or so before their flight is leaving. Mm -hmm. And the madam does end up coming to the townhouse for a confrontation. This was terrifying to me. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's the butcher knife? Give me the big knife. I did like, though, that Eve was kind of prepared for this meeting. Mm -hmm. because she like set up some hidden cameras yes good she for did her. Stuff. she's like we have to get evidence against her if she does show up because if we have evidence then people on the council won't be able to ignore all these crimes that she's committing yeah and they're trying to push the madam tries to push eve out of the way and she just pushes her back and you know says excuse me this is my home you're on my mm -hmm. property you take a step into my house without the permission i'm gonna alert the patrol immediately she's come so far since she first started yeah in the book. she's like now she's a total badass she's like mm -hmm. you will not come into my house you will not try to take him out of here you know go ahead and call the police she's like i would love for the cops to come here actually i have a lot to tell them <laughs> right yeah mm -hmm. and then the madam tells her but well go ahead because you have something of mine and she grabs eve's wrist and all of a sudden you know who's comes 
flying into the room don't touch her yeah he was like staying out of sight but of course once he gets all stabby for you like yeah like to say like oh my god don't touch my woman and right so it gets very tense but the madam does end up leaving they are able to like make their escape from the planet thank god and it takes three days to get to the planet and they have sex the entire time it's great <laughs> So this is exactly what my note says. So this is the epilogue. My my note says, they've been traveling to Demira for three days and fucking the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream trip. It was actually a really good epilogue because it starts, of course, with them having sex. Mm-hmm. But then the epilogue and the book ends with them looking out the window of the transport ship and they can view Demira for the first time and they talk about how it's their their new home and the home they're going to make together. Oh, swoon. And and she does make a comment that it looks like he picks her up out of the bed to take her to the window. And they make a comment that it's looks like old earth. I think it actually has trees and things like that. Yeah. He was from a like fake city. So it didn't have any of that stuff. Right. Exactly. So, so she's going to love it and she's going to love him forever and yay for them. Yeah, and you know the next sequel is probably going to be about Valerie and her guy and reporting them to the council. Did you say you already read the next book? So the next book right after this is called Prince of Firestones. And it's actually like a little novella, I would say, about them and their life on Dumera. Oh, okay. I'll have to read it. And then the next like full length book is the one about Drovka and Valerie. Okay, good. Finished the Prince of Firestones book yet, but it's like a little bridge between their life on Everton and now you get to see what they're doing on Dumera and kind of how they're trying to help the other guys. Okay, so should we talk about what we thought of this book? Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, This book was so freaking hot and so sexy and it wasn't just sexy it was romantic and it was sweet and it had character development and i love this book just like i love the horde king books i love the way um that zoe draven writes i think she's an amazing author she's definitely on my list of favorite authors i would give this book oh my god absolutely five wet wet panties Which we all know for you is a very rare occurrence, but I absolutely agree. Oh, see. Even before I finished this book, I was like, I am for sure going to read Drovka's book at some point. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's like you you get like erotica almost with the book because of how descriptive the sex scenes are. Mm -hmm. But you also get really good characters and you get really good relationship building with them. And it's not just pure sex the whole time, which I think was also helped by the fact that Eve was like, I don't want to have sex with you anymore while we're in the brothel. So then it allowed them to develop their actual relationship outside of the bedroom. Uh huh. Um, I will say that there is a lot of sex in the Prince of Firestones book, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
now that they're off and I don't have to worry about them getting caught, that's totally fine too. But yeah, it it was very descriptive. I don't know. It wasn't like everything you've read all the time with the alien sci-fi romances. Like I liked that it was, even though he was in like the brothel, like it was kind of cool that like he was the one that needed the rescuing and she was the one that had the money and she was the person that could help him and all these things. Yeah, I agree 100%. Mm -hmm. It it was a very different read. Yes, it was a very different read where the woman is the one saving the man. And, you know, all her books are really good. Even, I I don't want to say even without the sex, but even without the sex, because even the Horde King series, I freaking love that series. It's one of my favorite series where the relationship building between the two main characters, the world building was great. There's so much more than just sex. In the book, but the sex is awesome. (laughs) The sex is over the top. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. It's got it all, damn it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So yeah, check it out, you guys. I think it's on KU too, so you might as well. Yeah, it is. So... Do you want to mention what we're reading next? No, you can go ahead. Okay, so we just happened to see... So we have like a list of books that we're supposed to be reading. (laughs) We're almost actually done with that list, but we've been getting distracted with a couple other things that we're seeing on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. This one I actually saw on Ruby Dixon's Facebook page or her Mm -hmm. Facebook group. I can't remember. Yeah. But it just came out, I think, yesterday. And it's called The Orc from the Office by Kate Pryor. It's like an office romance, but it's like a human woman with an orc coworker, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's office it, shenanigans into a whole other level. Yes. Yeah. So it looks kind of cute. And it, there was a really, like kind of cool graphic that she had posted on her Facebook page that kind of talked about little things that happen in the in the book. And I think one of them said elevator sex, which I'm very curious to figure out how they have like a quickie in the elevator, given one of the other things in there said size difference, of course, because she's a human and he's a gigantic orc. Right. I haven't read anything by this author before. Have you? No. I don't think I've even heard of this author before. Yeah, Ruby Dixon a lot of times, or her Facebook page, a lot of times has different authors posted on there um, that she's reading. I don't know how this woman has time to read when she's prolifically writing all the time, but apparently she does. Apparently she doesn't sleep. (laughs) So yeah, so I am interested to start this because you know me and my orc. I I have so many obsessions. There's just not... (laughs) (laughs) There's what the hell? Vampires, orcs, shifters, aliens. Shifters. Now this alien that you know has this magic cum. Yeah. Scotsman. Oh. I think those are the only humans you're actually obsessed with. It's very sad when I realize that, oh yeah, those are all fantasy things except for the Scotsman. And you know, I really I want to, so my fantasy is going to Scotland, having a Scotsman. Let's just put it out there. And I, yeah. <laughs> if you guys couldn't figure that out by if now. If you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and I want them to talk because the accent just gets me. It's a huge turn on for me. But I don't want them to talk because please don't, don't destroy my fantasy of having the best sex of my life with you. Okay. What if you went to Scotland and you had them just read a book to you? Oh my God. Uh, uh, That, what kind of book? Any book you wanted. (laughs) 
but and just, just read to me that's the extent of the interaction i don't think i could handle it honestly no i mean like only the things they said to you were from the books that you wanted them to say <laughs> oh my god <laughs> then yes that is <laughs> yes that is exactly what i would want it to be I don't mm -hmm. want any other talking that will destroy the fantasy that I have worked up in my in my my sick demented mind. <laughs> depraved brain. <laughs> my depraved brain. How sad is that? I don't think it's sad at all. I love it. Or um really the other end of that spectrum would be meeting a really nice Scotsman that is obsessed with me that I could um fall in love with and stay with. Yeah, that would be good too. You'd be Did okay you leaving me in Scotland? Absolutely. <laughs> I think you said that a little too quickly. <laughs> uh, you would be in good hands. I would have no worries about you. Oh, <laughs> you're the best daughter ever. God, mm -hmm. I love you. Okay, you stay in Scotland with your Scotsman. I'm going to stay in your house and leave my family here. Perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> win-win. Yes. If it all happens, right, go right ahead. You mm -hmm. have the code to the house. Just help yourself, honey. I think we could still do this podcast even if we're... We oh just have to God. figure out the time difference. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> yeah, I need to find out what is the time difference in Scotland. I don't know. A lot. I was going to say, we could Zoom. I, I That's what I was going to say. I could still see you because of the Zoom, you know. I'd Plan much a, rather you move to Scotland B. than Ohio or Idaho or one of these bullshit states that you've mentioned. Why is that? Because at least in Scotland, you're like in a castle living out your fantasies. Oh, it doesn't even have to be a castle, but sure. <laughs> and and should I, should I tell our listeners, if again, if we have listeners... When we were originally planning this trip, I've already told Rachel this, but when we were originally planning this trip, I was looking on sites and all of this thing, stuff about Scotland. And suddenly I landed on, I don't even know why I, how, or how I landed on this site. And I've mentioned many times, I'm very dyslexic. So it's like, I'll start to read a word. And if it's a word that I have in my head, it'll pop up as that word and not really what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So I started reading and about going there and they had a warning and as dyslexic as I oh, had, yes. <laughs> should I not tell the story? No, it's fine. It's okay. fine because I've never heard of whatever this thing is that they have in Scotland. So well, anybody would have done this, I feel like. Anybody really? Okay, so I'm reading <laughs> it and it says, I read it as the one thing that you have to be careful of, especially if you go to the Highlands, I read it as midgets. And I thought, there's a lot of midgets in Scotland? Is it, <laughs> what the hell could these midgets possibly be doing? And how... <laughs> How politically incorrect is it for Scotland to <laughs> warn people about the midgets in Scotland? <laughs> You're like, God, that's really rude. <laughs> it's really rude, but what the fuck are these midgets doing to people in Scotland? And then I finally reread it, and it's migots. Not mm -hmm. midgets, migots, which apparently is a type of mosquito or a bug that they say are horrible and they bite you. I am allergic to everything that bites me, especially mosquitoes here. It's like so badly I swell up. It's awful. And I thought, 
that's when we originally canceled the trip because I'm like, I'm not going to go there if it's, I'm going to be tortured by these migots, not midgets. Mm -hmm. But it was hilarious <laughs> to me that I thought, what the fuck are these midgets doing to people? Yeah, I, I could just picture your brain for like the 30 seconds or whatever it was until you figured out what the word actually was. Girl, 30 hilarious. seconds? Are you kidding me? It was way longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> It was way longer. My my head was going, it was ricocheting inside my skull going, <laughs> I've never heard of midgets doing anything to people. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Apologize profusely to all those that were offended by that comment. Yeah, yeah. So now I need people in Scotland to tell me what the hell are these migots? When should you, when is it safe to go? Because I do want to go, but I'm not going to spend all the money to go to Scotland. If I'm going to be, I, I'll have to go in a beekeeper suit. <laughs> 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 with a, you know, safari hat with the netting. Or finally that, um, my favorite Halloween costume, which is the T-Rex blow up costume. Oh my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my God, we're bringing one of those, and you're going to We got to get pictures me. of you in the Highlands in a <laughs> around wherever the Loch Ness monster is. You can, you know, videotape me running in the T Rex costume. Okay. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. It'd be like our own version of Jurassic Park. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of which, our listeners don't know that I or do they? Did I? Did we say online that I'm? I called you and I'm making you go to the Jurassic Park exhibit at the end no. of this month. No, we haven't talked about it. All right. Well, I called Rachel up in a panic going, oh, my God, <laughs> this thing just popped up that they are having a Jurassic Park exhibit. And just like I made you go to the Sistine Chapel exhibit with me, please tell me you will go because I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. Please tell me that you will go with me to the Jurassic Park exhibit. And being the awesome daughter that you are, you didn't even make miss a beat and you said oh okay even though you were driving <laughs> you're laughing and you're like yes I'll go with you I said okay I gotta go I gotta book the tickets because they're flying off the shelf so we have tickets to go I can't wait yeah and let's just clarify we are going we're not bringing the grandchildren it's just no. you and I going to this <laughs> yeah I don't want the grandchildren going because they're gonna just obsess and take all your time this is a you and me so mm -hmm. they can see their way out. This is an A, B experience. <laughs> so they can see their way out. <laughs> like it's an A, B conversation. See your way out. Thank you, Felicia. Goodbye. <laughs> Nothing is going to ruin the joy of me seeing these dinosaurs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're prepared to be embarrassed because it's going to be a lot of parents with their children and it's going to be you with your mother losing her mind. <laughs> I'm sorry ahead of time. That's okay. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. And then we are going to bring that Tyrannosaurus Rex costume to Scotland with us. Okay. <laughs> I will be your photographer. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's funny that you enjoy doing this. Most most children would be like, you're insane. I'm going to deny that I even know you and I'm not going with you. So thank you for not being that that child. You're welcome. I also don't care what other people think when I embarrass myself in public. So makes for a good pair. Don't you mean you don't care what other people think when I embarrass myself in public and you're just standing there? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, we have a plan. Okay. 
So you well, Scotland people, let us know what these migots are and what's a good time of year to go so that we don't get attacked and eaten to death by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. What are you going to do for the rest of the day? Read your book? I'm, I'm going to read this book. My kids are still sleeping, I think. so. Wow, no wonder we've been uninterrupted. This was amazing. I agree. My husband is at the neighbor's house. The kids are still sleeping, I think. And so I'm going to capitalize on that and I'm going to keep reading. Yeah, I'm going to hopefully finish the sock monkey. Did you get my post about the its ear? God yeah, but ear. I didn't understand what was wrong with its ear. It was just not turning out right or something. Yes, it's very hard to make. So now um, I have, so it's two pieces that are sewn together to make one ear. So now I have three pieces. I did, I tried to do the fourth piece and for whatever reason it didn't work. So now I got to try it again, but I have to pay full attention. And I laugh when I look at these instructions and it says it's a level one easy. It's <laughs> easy sock monkey, please. Yeah, that doesn't sound easy. It's not. And I'm going to go watch um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Holy God. Yes. <laughs> God. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna, I need to finish this book so that I can start reading our next book for the podcast because I'm not, I can't read more than one book at once like you do. So I'm gonna try to finish this book today and then I can focus on the real books I should be reading. Yeah, I'm gonna start reading that book tonight because I finished the uh, T.S. Joyce Christmas shifter book and I also finished the T.S. Joyce dragon shifter book. Nice. So now I'm starting on the Fire Bear series by T.S. Joyce. Because Ruby Dixon, you better start pumping some things out. <laughs> Even though Ruby Dixon has like 75 books out, but you've like read all of them. I've oh, read them all. Actually, yes. I think she just released a book. I shouldn't tell you this. When She's Pregnant. What? What? Yes. You need to go on Amazon and look it up because I just oh. saw a like surprise release post from her. Oh my God. Yeah. I'll do that as soon as we hang up. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. It. All right. Love you, babe. Love you too. Okay. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm-hmm.